got a booty like a Cadillac you're listening to. Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. Oh God, it's a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. Whether or not I'm recording my first stand-up special this week or not, I already said or not, but that's fine. Nobody's keeping score. Nobody is in the scorer's vestibule. I am Blake Wexler. This is Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. Hello. This is this is the week, everyone, that I am recording my, and, and dare I say, may I say, will I say, shall I say, first stand-up comedy special. I'm filming it. Oh, I'm filming it, baby. Now, I'm going to be talking a whole lot more about that in a little while. We're going to take you behind the scenes. We're going to take you behind the curtain. And I know for certain that you are going to be hurting if you don't listen to this podcast, okay? But we will get to that. And just in case we're not all on the same goddamn page. And I will say this. One of my first crushes, let's say that with less water in my mouth. Is that okay? Is that okay if I don't speak with the Native American Ocean in my mouth? Is it the Indian Ocean or the Native American Ocean? I don't even know. You can't say anything anymore. Nobody wants to work anymore. Can I say that? I think we can all agree on that. Cities are being overrun by roving gangs and rats and also pigs. There are pigs everywhere. If you read the news, everyone, there are pigs Fucking, you can't walk a city block without being pinned down by hooves and just taken for all your fucking worth. But we'll get to that. I, what was I going to say? Oh, my! one of my first crushes, her name was Paige, P-A-I-G-E. And it's interesting. I think the name Paige, I really like that name. But you know how, because, you know, you think about, oh, what would I name a kid if I have a kid? It's you try to, you know, you make mental notes of names. And it's funny, at this age and with my just general disposition, I think I have a vendetta against the corresponding human being of 80% of names, I think. But Paige, like, you don't want to name your child after an ex, right? Even if that ex was from fourth grade, you know? But Paige... It doesn't feel weird to me for some reason. Maybe because I was a a young child when I had a a crush on this person. But I think Paige is a good name. What else is a good name? Uh, Trombone? Have you met Trombone Wexler? That does sound like a strong motherfucking name. Someone named Trombone Wexler (laughs) is either an executive at a company who by all accounts, treats their employees like absolute fucking trash, replaceable cogs in an unstoppable machine, but is incredibly successful. 
or a shooter. I think those are your two options. Oh, dogs barking. There's a lot of dogs barking. It sounds like a whole horde of dogs was released, and they're all barking at the same time. It sounds like they're barking up the right tree, if you're asking me. But we'll get to that. Oh, we will get to that. However, right now we're doing Blake's Sakes for God's Sakes. It's a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. And I am recording, as I mentioned earlier, filming, not dare I say, my first stand-up comedy special. I'm doing it this week. The shows are February 23rd until the 26th. We're only taping, all right, if you're in Cincinnati, I'm filming this at Go Bananas Comedy Club. One of the more this is a club that has probably the i would say top five top four best reputations of a stand-up club in the united states it's a great club so many people uh funny people have come out of there so many people have come out of there just a, a sentence that gives you no information whatsoever a ton of people have come out of there i once asked i thought it was really funny to i think i was doing shows in maybe Washington, D.C., or maybe New York, where they asked me, or, or maybe New York, where they asked me, this was years ago, what I wanted my introduction to be when I was going on stage. The host asked me that, and I said, oh, tell them I'm the youngest comedian ever to come out of Philadelphia. And they, they went on stage and goes, all right, your next comic is the youngest comedian ever to come out of Philadelphia. Put your hands together for Blake Wexler. And I went on stage and never addressed it, but it's the type of introduction that truly makes no sense. It's there's no information being conveyed there of it doesn't mean anything. He's the youngest is a what does that mean in that was he is he young currently? At one point was he the youngest comedian to come out of Philadelphia and then C cuz I I just did A and B if you're not keeping track. Is that good is that a good thing is that a relevant thing is it an impressive thing in a in a stand-up comedy context and while by the time the audience figured that out I was off I had been off stage for four minutes I had already wrapped up my set um but yeah I'm only recording Friday and Saturday at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati this week February 23rd to the 26th are the shows if you're in cincinnati i'm going to be on espn cincinnati on friday i believe promoting the shows and talking sports over there so it's between noon and three i believe if you want to listen to that and i will talk more about the special in a little bit but first i had another oh first i'm 34 you idiots i turned 34 last week which is I would say me the oldest comedian ever to come out of me. Turned 34 on Thursday, and I talked about this on the Patreon episode from Friday. By the way, if you would like these Patreon episodes, they are bonus episodes. I call them bonus takes. They come out, I would say, every single Friday, but that's not true. They sometimes come out on Thursday, sometimes on Saturday. Sometimes you get a, uh, an exclusive stand-up clip. Sometimes these things do not come out at all but i talked about this a little bit on the patreon patreon.com slash blake wexler for a dollar a month you can get all that shit 
For $5, you get a special shout-out every single month on the podcast. For $10, you get every single one of my albums. I will sign them for you and write whatever the hell you want on them, and I will ship them to you. For no additional charge, that's the key. And, I don't know, there's other pricing tiers that nobody will ever uh, subscribe to. So those are your options. But I, on Thursday turn of last week, the year of our Lord, turned 34 years young and i was i opened at a place called the kimmel center in philadelphia pennsylvania and the this was so there's certain shows in stand-up where i think there's different categories of shows that you do where there's the type of show that you would do at a bar or, you know, like an off night at a comedy club where you do a five to seven minute set. Those are shows where it's like, okay, these are warm up set or these are like training sets. You know, it's <clears throat> working on your material, low pressure sets. You don't make any money, but they're important to do to stay sharp and generate new material. And then there's, you know, showcase sets where you're on a show where you're doing a short set, like seven minutes, 10 minutes with a bunch of other great comedians. And that's good to show off your material, maybe do newer stuff, but stuff that you know that works and that uh, it's good to be mentioned with those names and those are like great shows, but still you make a negligible amount of money. Then there are the opposite where there's corporate shows and college shows. And I'm just talking about the stand-up income breakdown and a corporate or college show. Generally those shows are not enjoyable um, or, or they're not as enjoyable because there's limits set on what you can do. You generally have to be clean. You generally have to talk about their company or their college. And however, the money for those is exceptional. It's insultingly high. And then you have headlining dates where you do a show and it's basically what I'm doing this weekend. Say if I wasn't filming a special, it's oh, Blake Wexler's here from Thursday to Sunday, and he's doing six shows, and you can come see him. And that money's good. And also, you get to do long sets. You get to do whatever you want. It's it's those are the best sorts of shows. Now, once you there's also opening shows, and on Thursday I got contacted by or that week by Live Nation. And or my friend Rachel, who works at oh geez, sorry, I'm shuffling, I'm moving myself around at the punchline in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, a terrific one of one of uh, just a champion, a true champion, someone who has helped me. Oh, if Rachel's getting a big fat fucking shout out on the special, uh, and by shout out, I mean a special thanks that will probably be on screen for 0.2 seconds at the end of it in the credits, but. Uh, got recommended to there's a comedian named Jack Whitehall who is based in the United Kingdom he has a show on Netflix he was also recently on Rory Scovel and Daniel Van Kirk's podcast Pen Pals and he's he's an actor he was in Jungle Cruise I think and is the fact that I'm telling you who he is is insane because the guy has like six million followers on Twizzler he has like three million on Instagunst so the guy is a massively big act, and he's doing his first U.S. tour, and I got recommended to open for him at a place called the Kimmel Center. And the Kimmel Center is a theater in Philadelphia, and this was a big sentimental show for me because, first of all, I was t- I was, it was my birthday, 
And I do stand-up on my birthday constantly. I did it last year, actually at the Punchline in Philadelphia. And I just very frequently am doing stand-up on my birthday. But I was doing this show, and the Kimmel Center is a beautiful theater in Philadelphia. It seats about 2,000 people. It it seats about 2,000 seats, but they only put uh, 50 people in those seats. So it's actually a terrible gig. No, it's a historic theater, and I actually went there when I was a kid with my dad to see Jerry Seinfeld. And there's a thing when you are a comedian, and if you're a stand-up listening to this, it's one of the most embarrassing things that we do. And that's saying something because we do stand-up comedy. But... There's a thing that we do when, I mean, at this point, I don't go to too many shows. Like, there's not too many stand-ups I would pay to see and sit in the audience just because, well, let's actually think about why that is. I think because many of them I can see for free, either because, you know, I've lucked out from living in LA, I would do shows with them, or... I would know someone who would be able to get me in for free. Or it's just, I think, the magic of stand-up has worn off where there's few acts where it's like, oh, they're so great, I would pay to see them. Because I've either seen them before or um, I could just see them. Or I I, kind of get it. You know, it's not special anymore. Who would I pay to see? I don't think I can name a single fucking person. Who would I pay to see? This isn't stand up, but one of my fir- one of, one of my um early birthday or Christmas presents from my now wife Julia is that she got us tickets to see Mulaney and Nick Kroll do Oh Hello on Broadway, and that was really fucking cool. But that wasn't stand up, and I would I would pay to see that again. Let me get back to you. What stand-up would I pay to see? It would have to be someone with either the most incredible material I've ever seen, or they'd have to do, like, it would have to be so improvisational, and it would have to be something like, oh, shit, I can't do that necessarily, or, or even more so, oh, I won't, I'll never see that again. So, but when you go to a show, when you first start out doing stand-up, there's a a dream that you have where it's like, oh, the opening comic is going to be missing. Or, I, I, I this is not a bit. I would think this all the time of even going to a comedy club or something. Like, oh, shit, the opening comedian is is not here. They're missing. So, we need... Is, is there a comedian in the audience? You know, as, as if there was a, uh, like someone was having a health issue on an airplane and they were asking for a doctor, but with uh, far less of an education. So th- I remember always being like, oh, well, I got to be ready. Like if they need an opener, I would have an act. This was like when I was like 17 or 18 years old. I would have an act prepared just in case the the billionaire comedian Jerry Seinfeld, who is by all accounts the most anal retentive person in the entire world, the most detail oriented son of a bitch, just for some reason didn't have another opener, you know, or, or just for some reason forgot to have an opener for his show. 
So I remember that, and I was wearing like a blazer to the show because it was this theater show. I just thought it was so cool. And then I got to perform in that theater and, you know, got my own dressing room, got it, it was a really cool experience. Now, obviously, the goal would be to someday be headlining that theater myself, but I'm not there yet. Could I feel no? No. Hmm, no. I'll figure it out. I'll find I'll, I'll find a way to fill it. So, yeah, someday my, my goal would be to um to be able to headline that theater myself. So, but I got to open 10 minutes and it went great. And I, I won't go too far because uh my, my Patreon people have already have already heard this. So I'm gonna keep this part brief. But the difference between doing so to that point, I think the largest room I ever performed in front of was like 900 people, 800 maybe. And that's when I was opening for my friend Dan Levy at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore when I was in college. I think I was a junior in college when I did that, which is crazy that that was the most to that point that I had performed in front of. I may have done a thousand for – I did also with Dan – when I was a sophomore in college, something called the College Humor Live Tour. I did a guest set on it at LaSalle University in Philadelphia. And listen to this fucking lineup. It was Little Blake doing a guest set, Jake and Amir, who were a very famous, or uh, they were really well-known internet video people. Hey, Blake, have you worked in the entertainment industry? They were and really known internet video people. And really known internet video people, Jake and Amir, and they were, I don't think they hosted Dan Levy, who's now touring with Mulaney, an incredibly successful producer, also amazing stand-up, Christian Finnegan, who you might know from his stand-up, or the fact that he was the white guy in the Mad Real World sketch on Chappelle Show all those years ago, and John Mulaney was also on that show, and and me so that was that was a big one and then but yeah it was either those two and and, and neither of those would touch 2000 so I was asking some of my friends who have opened shows or performed in front of you know a ton of people before and I asked Todd Glass and he was saying believe it or not the difference between 150 to or like 250 people to 2000 there really isn't a difference where you don't need to slow down you don't need to change your act at all it is base it, it does still feel like an intimate setting and he was totally right and then the other thing the, the one big difference though is walking on stage you the initial round of applause was like so Jack Whitehall brought me on from backstage from the God microphone. And when I walked on stage, there was a roar like of applause. And it, it wasn't for me. It would have just been for anybody. They were roaring for the show to start, if that makes sense. And it was a pop and like a weight, almost just a, almost a sonic boom <laughs> that hits you where when I, if I walked on stage for a sold out crowd that was there to see me, at Helium Comedy Club, for instance, which seats like 250 people, there'd be a, a, a like a roar, but it's not it's not overwhelming. 
where I felt the the sound of the audience hit me when I walked on stage where like it, it didn't knock me backwards or anything but you were it was a kind of a situation where I was like oh oh okay that feels cool <laughs> you know I was like oh that feels really good I think I want more of that and that uh that was my experience and the set went great at some I think I might post I have the audio of it I'll post that on the Patreon it's really fun so there's there's that and before i move on i want to give a give a little plug to coca-cola no um i want to call the police no i don't want to do that either before i move on so yesterday my, my wife's car is is old it's it's not too old it's it's around 13 years old so it's actually it's bar mitzvahs around the corner but i I can't stop thinking about tomorrow. Can't stop. When we gonna be here? It's seven of six, seven and number four. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. What if I had a beautiful voice, but could only sing in Elvis's voice? Right? Like my voice was perfect, and I I was an exceptional lyricist. I had an amazing band behind me. But I could only sing in Elvis's voice. Right? Do you think I could still have a career? What would be the ceiling on my career? Because I could never be Elvis big, obviously, because there's already an Elvis. Like, say I have Elvis's talent. Say I have everything that would make me that, but there's already been that. I couldn't hit that level, could I? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are up in the southern sky so bright. <laughs> like a candle in the night. I don't even know the lyrics. Is it lyrics to Twinkle? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are up inside that sky so bright. Why don't you give me all that light? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Wow, I wonder what you are. Up inside that world so wide, you ain't gonna see your son tonight. I just want to see my son. Give me my son back. Oh, I'll pay the ransom. Give me my son back. Why'd you take my boy? Why'd you take him so far away from me? I'll pay the fee. Don't lay a hand on my son's knee because I'm in trouble. I had some gambling debts. I just want to see my little boy again. Why'd you have to take him? Why couldn't you just send me one more morning, brother? <laughs> what you gonna do when Elvis comes running up on you? You're listening to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. This is a podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. I'll be recording my first stand-up comedy special this week, February 23rd to the 26th at Go Bananas Comedy Club in gorgeous Cincinnati, Ohio, the Queen City, right on the other border, on the other side of the border, dare I say, from Kentucky. I'll be on ESPN Radio Cincinnati this Friday during the noon to three block with Tony Pike. We'll be filming Friday and Saturday. 800-pound gorilla will be producing the 
Special, the production company. They have done specials for Nate Bargatze, Rory Scovel. They've even produced audio for Kevin Hart. Have you heard of him? Billy Wayne Davis. I mean, great company, everyone, and that's what I want to say. So if you're in the Ohio area, it's definitely worth coming out to those shows. But we'll get more into that in a few minutes. First, like I said, my wife's car is is 13 years old, and the car battery died. So we live in we live in Philadelphia, and the streets are tight. So the way it died in a parking spot, but we it's not in a garage or anything. So to jump it, I would have had to block traffic. Now, on certain routes, that's not that big of a deal. However, this is a major bus route where she ended up parking. And my one of my biggest anxieties in the world is inconveniencing others. And it's, it, it's a thing where my, my duty... And my my loyalty lies with my wife, but I still get so anxious about inconveniencing others. So I was like, all right, we're going to wait for the buses to pass. And then we found a, a traffic cone from like the gas company and we blocked off the street with that. Like there's restaurants and bars on the street and we blocked it off with this cone. So then I pull up next to her. I pop my hood and I also open up the front of my car. <laughs> And then attach the jumper cables to her engine, okay? And waiting a minute, waiting for it to charge. Or I'm sorry, jump, jumper cables. Maybe that's why it didn't work, Blake, because you put jumple, 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 blee, 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 blee. There's a little boy running around the house. Um, there's, I put the jumper cables, jumper cable, jumper cable, jumper cable, jumper cable onto the ba- her, the battery, set it up. Let it run for a few minutes. Let my car run. Started my car. Let it run. And then she tried to start her car. It wouldn't start. Wouldn't start. So we tried this for like five, ten minutes. Then I move my car back. We remove the cone so buses can come through. Then we block the street off again. This is my worst fucking nightmare. We block the street off again. I pull my car around. I had parked it behind her car. Jump her car. Try to jump her car again. It's not working. We remove uh, uh, a working truck pulls up behind us. And the guy is the nicest guy in the world. And he goes, hey, you know what? Let me help. Because we were about to fucking give up. And then Julia, uh, I, I've, I've said her name on this podcast before. I'm like, do I have to edit that out? Um. F- forgot to lock the back of the car and you couldn't lock it for some stupid fucking reason like there isn't one of those little buttons that you can push down so her car died again like the lights turned on when i was trying to jump it so she could have locked it forgot to lock it so then we had to try to jump it again then this the greatest samaritan just a rough looking dude but the nicest guy in the world pulls up in his truck uses his cables is trying to all the while like so much traffic is being diverted and, and like put into different parts of the neighborhood. And he's trying to jump the car and he's like, Oh, don't worry about them. They can wait. They can all wait. And I was like, this man is strong. And then he's trying to jump her car. It's not, it's just not working. And there's a big thing, you know, when you're a guy, the, the, your whole thing as a man is to not be emasculated. And I'm like, I am on the verge of be, if, if he's able to start this fucking car, I am going to be completely emasculated right now. And I know that's a very, 
um, a very old, traditional, stupid way of thinking in that gender, uh, in that binary gender way. Um, but it's it's in me, it's in my bones, and I'm trying to get it the fuck out of me because it's not necessary. And and you know, it's not in my bones because that means that would insinuate that I oh I was born this way. Society has put this in me, and I'm trying to to pull that out of my blood. My 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 I'm trying to cleanse my blood, if you know what I mean. And that's why I've been running it through actually cars. I've been putting an IV in my arm, and then I've been using a, a car engine to drip engine fluid into my arm and that's why i don't think i need the covid vaccine (laughs) so he he's trying it for like five ten minutes and then a bus pulls up and the guy i'm like ah shit yo we should probably move the truck and he goes it's okay if he wants me to move he'll tell me and then the bus driver gets out of the bus and we go oh we're sorry We'll, we'll move and he goes no you're good and then this bus, the bus driver comes over, city, like he, he drives a city bus, and he goes, huh, oh, this thing's pretty dead, isn't it? That looks like an old battery. I'm like, I don't know how old it is, and my wife's like in the car trying to start it, and the bus guy's just kind of hanging out, and I'm like, you sure you don't need, need us to move? And he goes, no, 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 you're good, you're good, they'll tell me. And then he's just hanging out watching this, and like, it's so funny how men, just men kept coming out of the woodwork where I just smelled cigarette smoke, and I'm like, fuck, is the engine on fire, that's not what like cigarette smoke smells different than regular smoke. And then I turn to my right, and there's this like small Russian man standing there. And he goes, "That car, that car is not going to start." And I was like, "Oh, okay. How do you know?" And he goes, "My cousin owns a uh, owns a, a, a car car. What is it? The, the mechanic over there. And I can tell if you start that car, it will die immediately. You should bring it over to my cousin's garage. And he just like all of a sudden, then just walks away. As soon as he showed up, he was, he had vanished. And then the bus driver goes, all right, well, I guess I should move the bus. And he just walks over to his bus. And I figured he, he was just holding up traffic and his bus was out of service. And then our guy moves his truck and the bus drives by, and the bus had like 40, 50 people in it. The guy just, the bus driver just took a 10, 15 minute break. He didn't give a shit at all. And it was just so funny how just men from all walks of life just can't help themselves. And they just have to look into the engine and be like, oh, yeah, no, that looks like an alternator. Yeah, no, that, that, that thing, even if you start it, it's going to die. You start that thing, you better drive it right to the, right to the garage, right to the garage. Now we can get it started. Now we we will I'll I'll get it started. I can get it started. Uh, you know, if I brought my uh my, my my charger, you know, like if I brought that, I'd be able to get it started. It's just such a funny, embarrassing, weird way of living a life. Anyway, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about the special. Um, in terms of shooting it, I'm sure once it gets shot, I'll have some of my I'll have the uh, director. Sai, who's also one of my dear friends, on, and we'll talk more about the special. Take, but uh, yeah, this is. This is me talking about it ahead of the special, what I expect, what I hope is going to happen, how it works, and we will be right back. This is Blake Wexler, Blake's Sakes for God's Sakes podcast. We'll be right back. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. It's Brittany, bitch. So we're ref- uh, Brittany Carney. That's uh, Brittany. Brit- we have Brittany Carney on the line. So... I am I'm back and uh, I'm also Brittany apparently. So we're shooting 
Friday and Saturday. Now, why Cincinnati? Why Cincinnati, Ohio? And I think the reason for this treason is that so basically I'm filming this one of my closest friends in the world is a very funny stand-up comedian named Cy Amundsen and he took uh, a little bit of time off stand-up for some health reasons and now he's getting back into it I'm sure he'll be shooting his own special soon but basically he I had shot a special which you all probably if, if you're uh, an avid listener of this podcast or follow me on social media, I shot a special almost a year or two, almost two years ago in Charleston, South Carolina. And I shot that essentially myself where I paid for the whole thing and did all the hiring for it. And I was going to just put it out on my own YouTube, essentially, if I wasn't able to sell it. And it did not come out the way I wanted it to. And by that, I mean the some of the shots. We One of the cameras was not in focus. Some of the shots looked bad. Also, I was not as sharp as I should be for a special because we only shot one show. There was a heckler or a drunk girl in the audience who completely threw me off throughout the entire set. And also, I did not have the discipline as a stand-up comedian that I have now. And, you know, we were coming off of a COVID pandemic and Omicron, I think, was surging at the time. So, or maybe it was Delta. And I didn't have, I was worried about doing shows leading up to the special because I didn't want to catch COVID because if I caught COVID, then all of the money I had already put in would have been gone. So, it was a high wire act that did not work out. So when I was talking, I had a lot of ums and ahs, and it just wasn't as sharp or tight uh, of a special that I would want it to be for my first special. So I have the video from it, and I ended up, with the help of Cy, being able to sign a deal with a company called 800 Pound Gorilla, who I mentioned earlier, who are very well known for producing stand-up albums and stand-up specials, and they are now, uh, you know, basically they gave me the opportunity, they gave me, you know, their camera people, uh, a budget, and I'm, we're shooting it in Cincinnati, where, where Cy lives, so... It's also an incredible comedy club, and it's really cool to be Eddie Pepitone is one of the specials that they produced recently. So they've worked with a lot of my favorite comedians, which is sentimentally an absolute, you know, is a really cool thing for me to to do. And the risk of doing a show, I've never done stand-up in Ohio before, much less Cincinnati. I haven't even done stand-up in Columbus in Cleveland, in Dayton, in at, at Denison University in Ohio, I, I Miami of Ohio. I haven't done stand up in Kentucky. So there's a risk of, you know, I have people who like my comedy, but I'm not a massive draw yet. So it's no guarantee that the room is going to be packed with people. So it's going to be a combination of the reputation of the club because the comedy club Go Bananas in Cincinnati has an amazing reputation. So <clears throat> they book great comics there. Therefore, their audience 
trusts their taste so they will be like oh, okay even though i don't necessarily know who blake wexler is i know that this comedy club go bananas tends to book great comedians so i will still come see the show there and then they also will combine that with the fact that oh this comedian is filming a stand-up comedy special that seems like a fun thing to be a part of I will also, like, that seems like an incentive. And I've, I think we're going to be giving away some tickets, like, when I go do radio and that sort of shit. So hopefully some Zeitgang people, some Todd Glass show people show up. So hopefully some Blake's takes for God's sake. Um, and, yeah, that's really the only prop potential issue is nobody coming to the show. But nothing I can really do about that. So here we are. And... I'm, I am could not be more excited for the shows. Uh, I f- could not feel more ready. I've been doing this set for so long, and I it's very tight. I'm very confident in the material, and I it, it's been done in so many different environments that I feel you know I did ten minutes from it in front of two thousand people. I did forty minutes of it in front of you know 20 people i've done it you know like it's i've done it in a ton of different situations and it's done well in pretty much all of them so i hopefully i nail it right away and then the second show that we film i can just kind of be loose and fuck around and then we get to see you'll get to see both versions of so-called blake wexler and what if that's what I named the the special? So-called Blake Wexler. And yeah, I feel really good about it. I feel I feel really confident in it. So it's it's gonna be cool. And also, so you know, something like this, I have realized that it's good to make yourself as comfortable as possible. So, you know, to have Cy there, who's one of my closest friends, who by the way, I have not seen since either his wedding or when I did stand-up, I haven't seen Cy, who is legit. I, I talk to him every single day for stand-up reasons, for friend reasons. We work together. We have a podcast together. I, I talk to him almost every single day. And I haven't seen him in three years, four years. So literally since COVID started, I have not seen him. So since I turned 30, maybe, was the last time I saw him. And he wasn't able to come to my wedding, so to see him is going to be very emotional and like uplifting. And my my dear friend Mike Cronin will be is he's a headliner, but has been kind enough to offer to open my special. So he is a, an incredibly dear friend, incredibly sweet guy. He is a stand up comedy special called Thick Worm. On uh, he did it through Helium Comedy Studio. So if you just look up Mike Cronin, M I K E C R O N I N, his specials on there. He tours with Tom Segura, and he'll be opening. And there's another funny comedian, a local guy from uh, from Cincinnati named Phil Pointer, who will be hosting. So I'm, you know, there's a bunch of different things you have to think about even past the material. It's oh, when I had to time when I shaved. So I had multiple reminders set up in my phone over the past few weeks where it's been one week since you shaved. It's been two weeks since you shaved. And my from my math, it seems like 10 days 
is the sweet spot of what my facial hair looks like. So I got a haircut yesterday. Today's Tuesday. I'm uh, recording this. I think my facial hair is going to be looking pretty good. I have my outfit picked out. And just in case you don't know, I'm going to be wearing the same outfit for multiple shows together where say I say something in one set that I didn't say in the other set that turned out funny, we can edit that in because I'll be in the same outfit. So you won't be able to tell it's a different it's a different set. So that's what, but if you don't know, that's what all specials do. You, you tape multiple shows. Normally it's more than two, which I believe is what we're taping. I don't know if we're doing four, two or four, but fuck it. Let's get it in one, right? And I'll be, I have a warm-up show. I'm closing out their new talent night on Wednesday. Then I'm he- I have a headlining night there on Thursday. And then we film Friday and Saturday. So could not be, I, I know I keep saying this, I can't be more excited. And, you know, I'm already looking ahead to, I'm excited about writing a new hour after this, throwing all this material away. Not, not because it's, oh, I want to be impressive and not do this material again. I, I feel like I've done it. And I feel like this material, if you've listened to previous albums for this album um, or for this special, over half is stuff that you have not seen before. So half of it, you've seen the material over or, or you've heard it. You've never seen it. And over half will be brand new stuff that you haven't seen. So I'm really excited for you to see it. I'm really excited for me to film it. And I will let you know how it goes. And that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all the patrons for subscribing to the Patreon. I, I truly, truly am touched that each one of you do that. And uh, wish me, wish me, wish me, wish me. Now you got to kiss me. This is Blake Wexler. You're listening to Blake's Takes for God's Sakes, the podcast that comes out every single Wednesday. And I will talk to, I'll have filmed the special next time we speak. Goodbye. Blake! Blake Wexler! Blake!